You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Hyperspace Hangout is brought to you by Zachary Bernard. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As we got people flying in and attacking us left and right, dude. Can you get to the guns? Dude, I'm almost, yeah, yeah, I'm there, dude. I'm, I'm we, like, guys, we, <laughs> the outcast is under attack right now, okay? <laughs> dude, look out, bro. Wow. Oh. It's oh, a new God. year. I'm excited. Ez is excited. Dude. We got incoming fire. Yep. Okay. Yep. And it's cool, you know, <laughs> evasive maneuvers, you know, like, we'll we'll figure it out. I mean. You we know? need to fix the hyperdrive. Apparently, something you know, something's going on here. So yeah, because we gotta get we 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 gotta get the hell out of here. You know, I mean, geez. yeah, jeez. Well, you know, it's time to let the old things die. Yeah, let them die. Let the yeah. let the past. You're die. still holding on, okay? You're yeah. st- you're still you're still holding on. So it's a new year. It's a new year. Uh, a new beginning. Uh, a new hope. Yep. It's all gonna be new. Yeah. And it feels good, dude. I tell you, it feels good. It's like the force, you know, it surrounds us, it binds us. It's uh, we're we're just making gains. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care who's gonna for us. I don't care mm-hmm. who. Yeah, let the podcasting wars have begun. Okay, now begun the podcasting wars have. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, in Star Wars, I just feel like it's gonna. It's all new. It's it, we're into this new phase, right? I think the yeah. the. The old idea of trilogy, trilogy, trilogy is over, and it's all new stuff, man. The Mandalorian was great, and I think that's the new that's going to be the new path going forward. Yeah, uh, I mean, kill the past if you have to, right? I mean, just just do mm-hmm. away with it. Like it's, uh, who knows what they're going to do? This is this is all new. Um, we're hoping maybe even after this episode has come out that there's a a project announcement for some li- literature literacy stuff going we're on. Su- and we're supposed to get something this month, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe I don't know if it's going to be this 
first week um, or by the end of the month or what the deal is. But yeah, they're well. We don't know. We we don't know what's coming. I'm I'm just sort of preparing for for anything and everything. Um, so yeah, I kind of can't wait to see what we get. And I'm okay if they deviate a little bit away from this, you know, like a like a just focusing on trilogies because that, that was the big thing. Even a couple about a year ago, it was all about which you know director or showrunner uh, was going to get his or her own you know trilogy. And you're like, okay, right? Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. So. I think we have kind of moved away from I, we, we may get get one, but um, if you're going to do the trilogy, you really got to commit to it. You can't say, okay, the first one was terrible. We're just going to not finish it. You can't do that kind of stuff in Star Wars. I don't think. Right. So, no. yeah. But Although a lot of people might argue that that's how Solo feels. They feel like there needs to be a Solo, too. Yeah, they do. And that's I think that's sort of the thing is people are wait, like, wait a second. Um, you know, and then you go back to it's just um, it's, it's a Star Wars story. Those were supposed to be mm-hmm. kind of like standalone, one-off things. So it's like, what's your uh, in, intention there? People always want more, and I, I don't know. That's that's what's gonna. I I say if you start, if you, if you were to give Ryan Johnson or one of these other directors uh, a go at a trilogy, let them have the whole thing and go crazy. If the whole thing's bad, then fine. If the first episode wasn't that great, but the next two are awesome, you know, there's there's that. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. just we'll have to see. I I, I hope they're bold and. Uh, take us in different, you know, to different places in the galaxy and, and stretch us. I mean, I thought the Rise of Skywalker did that to some extent. I thought the Mandalorian is 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 on is, you know, headed that direction as well. So, we shall see. So yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, New Year, Ez, how you doing, dude? Uh, great. Um, already off and running with the, uh, literally running with the uh, New Year's resolution. Um, I told you this. I, I, I watched a couple uh, documentaries and I watched some like motivational videos and stuff. I'm fired up, man. I love it. Good. I, I love that we have like a new beginning and and that like you get a chance to kind of reset and say, all right, let's look back at 2019. How did that go? And where can we grow? Uh, what can we change? What? I'm. There's some dark days. There were some dark days. There were some good days. Let the let the past die. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm I'm really. Uh, I think just excited to to kind of do my own thing this this year and, and really get after it, make gains, uh, show some growth, develop as a human, uh, get better every day. And I don't know. I think that's that's going to be sort of my my thing. Just try to get better every day. So, yeah. Good. What about hey, you? Well, that's that's good. Same. You know, uh, just be better, a better content creator, be a better person. Uh, I've got you know a handful of goals. One of them includes losing forty pounds. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you let yourself slip a little bit, oh. and then the little bit turns into a lot. The nerf stakes, but, uh, man. <laughs> it, yeah, it ha- it happens. Yeah. Oh well, I think it was a lot more than nerf stakes. I think I was eating some calamari and <laughs> why? <know>, whoa, <laughs> woo! All kinds of all, all kinds all kinds of stuff, man. I think I, I you know. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Probably hanging out with Jabba the Hutt a little bit too much there, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but oh, yeah so that's that's a goal so just gonna go forward with that and uh just want to keep, keep producing the best star wars content that i possibly can yeah. so yeah you know and we've got a lot of transmissions today's we've got some new people it's really right. cool and i'm just i'm just pumped to get into it yeah I, I, let's let's go for it then because we do have some new uh we have some new patrons we have some new you know just uh people have sent us mm-hmm. transmissions so it's kind of exciting um 
Yeah, Absolutely. Let's go for it. So, okay. I just want to go right, jump right in here. We got uh, a new patron, uh, Eric Weckler. So I want to certainly give him a shout out here. He said, Ben the Knee was the first podcast I ever listened to. Um, been listening to Hyperspace Hangout for months now on Apple Podcasts, and it's uh, it's time I show my favorite Star Wars podcast support. Seriously, out of all the Star Wars podcasts, I connect the most with you guys. Ultra nerdy and super positive. Uh, love it. Thanks thanks for what you do. Also, Matt's theory of Ben, Force impregnating Ray, hand on the stomach, all that. I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, Ben, uh, uh, thank or first of all, um, Eric, excuse me. Uh, thank you very much, man. It's super supportive when we, anybody we have anybody support us on Patreon. It is an enormous help to us. And uh, I agree. Ultra nerdy and super positive. That's just what we try to do here. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, we are super positive until somebody starts gunning for us. Okay. And then we'll, yeah. we'll blow you out of the freaking sky. All right. So absolutely. <laughs> the outcast, man. You better watch that. No, I'm kidding. But we love everybody and, and we're always happy to have people come in and send us, you know, their theories. There are some people who flat out, I mean, totally disagree with us about the rise of Skywalker, or at least me in general, or specifically. Um, so that's fine. I think that's that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But it's, we, I'll read those. You know, if you've got gripes or complaints, mm-hmm. like that's what this show's about, man. We're just hanging out and chilling out and not mm-hmm. everybody's always going to agree. But as long as you can be positive about it and try to see where people are coming from, I think that's, that is what we try to do. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We appreciate that, Eric. Yeah, it's cool. Absolutely. Hey, and the idea of him force, I don't know, force impregnating, it sounds so, uh, you know, like in a weird way, <laughs> it's kind of wrong, I guess. But it's not like we haven't seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, I'm I, not necessarily saying like, oh, Kylo, maybe it's be through the, you know, the force creates a catalyst, like maybe they possibly did yeah. with Anakin. So I, I'm just saying, um I think there is more. I don't think Ben Solo's gone, and I do think we will see some sort of connection with him down the line. Sure, with possibly a Ray standalone movie, or she shows up in a possibly Fo- Finn or Poe standalone movie. Um, I def. I just think we will. I don't think he's gone. Yeah. No. I. Oh, well, Luke told us that. You know, no one's ever really gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. sticking to it. I'm sticking to that. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Is great. So okay, perfect. Well, uh, hey, thanks, Eric. Um, got another one here uh, from David Blade Runner. Hello, Matt and Ezra. This is a transmission from David Blade Runner. I started watching Star Wars since I was eight, and I love all of the movies. I found you guys through Bend the Knee for Game of Thrones, and I really loved how positive you guys were. Wow, just because uh, we got a thing going here. Everyone wants to hate everything nowadays, but you two still found uh, things you enjoyed uh, in season eight, talking to Game of Thrones, much like I tried to do. Star Wars is, of course, no different as people constantly bash The Last Jedi or The Rise of Skywalker all the time. And I simply love them because they are Star Wars, even if they have some flaws. So firstly, thank you for being a nice outlet to hear positivity on this. Now on to my theory. My friend and I have discussed this, and I don't think I've heard this theory anywhere. We still don't know exactly how dyads are created or if the two users need to be in contact for them to be made. Is it possible Baby Yoda and Anakin are a dyad? Being born around the same time, I believe both uh, show they use the light and dark side of the Force. If not a dyad, I fully believe this next theory is plausible. Disney just made it non-canon for Palpatine creating, creating Anakin. 
However, we still don't know if we still don't know anything about Baby Yoda. What if Palpatine created Baby Yoda and in order for the force to balance itself, it created Anakin Skywalker? I think it's entirely plausible Palps got DNA in his encounters with Yoda to make the baby. Of course, I'm not entirely sure how Disney would go this route and connect the Mandalorian with the main saga this much, but it's a fun theory. Keep up the great works as always. Uh, thank you, David Blade Runner. Yeah, wow. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I think the diet it is is, uh, is a new thing for everybody. So mm-hmm. it's it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I so the on, the only force connection that I'm familiar with in Legends, as we, you know, or extended universe, is I'm much more familiar with Revan and Bastila in Knights of the Old Republic. They have a force connection where they can essentially talk to each other pretty much at any point in the galaxy. Um, Bastila herself was pretty powerful in the Force, just in general. Um, her battle meditation could sim- could basically just turn the tide in, in you know, there's a there's epic space battles that happen in that game, um, and you hear about space battles that she's involved with, and she can just completely turn the tide with her battle meditation. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Revan is also pretty powerful himself in the Force. Um, like, I would consider both of those characters probably above average on the Force uh, scale. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're as strong probably as Anakin or Palpatine or anything, but I mean I certainly say they're yeah. they're up there. Oh yeah. Um, I would like I would I would probably say I, I think Obi One is is where I I would consider Obi One, um, kind of like in the middle. I think I think he's what I what I consider to be like your your average. Jedi, and that's not a slight on Obi Wan because I think through training and stuff he is better. Mm-hmm. But I think just in terms of like a power scale, uh, I kind of consider Obi Wan like in the middle, um, and then I kind of consider other people. Some of the other people we see in the prequels probably a little bit lower. I mean, Mace Windu, I think yeah, he's probably he's probably around there. Obviously, lightsaber skills is different than necessarily force power. But so I kind of consider Obi Wan's kind of who I consider as my baseline, and then I can consider Anakin at the tippy top, and then you like in the middle there you have. Uh, Luke and Palpatine and mm-hmm. Yoda, and that's just my scale. You know, it could be could be wrong, but that's just kind of oh, how yeah, I just, view it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's just an informal, exactly, yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly. So I would consider Bastila and Revan, um, like say above Obi Wan, just uh, in in what in what we see uh, in, in those games. So I think the the Force Dyad has has been there before it's just, i just don't know if it's ever been specifically called that and now that we're seeing it, i think it's something they're going to go forward with um the only other people who i would imagine would have some sort of specific force connection um i mean i'm i'm, I'm asking because i don't entirely know jace Jana solo or do they are they have some sort of uh like a bond you mean um yeah yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's uh, they definitely are connected um, in a way. There's really more so. I mean, Luke and all of the Skywalkers and Solos can sense one another in in Legends. Like they can, and it's still kind of they they did a good job in um, the sequel trilogy of showing that like they could sense when someone had passed, um, mm-hmm. but they could also search for someone to see if they were still alive. Like they could right. they could feel they could search their feelings. 
and figure out if something because if they heard about um, you know a disaster on Center Point Station, they could they could sense in the force that you know their son was alive or that Luke uh, sensing Mara Jade or something, you know, uh, was still alive. Um, so yeah, there's there's and I'm probably missing one. I'm sure there is maybe some real super um, intense bond or whatever. Um, honestly, Jason's uh, daughter has a lot of super uber. Uh, for sensitivity and, and has connections with mm-hmm. multiple beings. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I do want to mention, so while we're on Legends, though, I you remember, and I'm just I'm going to deviate real quick and we'll come right back with, to, to what you're saying, but okay. the you remember how Leia is laying there and in, in Tross, and, or the, the Last Jedi, or sorry, the Rise of Skywalker, and she um, they have the blanket over her and her body doesn't become one with the Force until the yes. very end? So I was thinking the other day, like that has actually been somewhat done in Legends. Uh, Mara Jade actually keeps her carnal form. Uh, she and Luke had, and you know, at, at her funeral, Luke and she had spoken about whether she would become one with the Force, and he always believed that she would. That was her desire to become one with the right. Force, and she actually stays. She preserves herself and chooses not to become one with the Force until a certain specific moment, and that moment is a huge indicator to her son. Um, as to the identity of her killer, and it's kind of a big, a big deal. She so that was just interesting that they used okay. something kind of like that with Leia. We don't really know exactly why, you know, she passes, but yet she's still there. And then later on, she becomes one with the Force. It was very similar to that. So right. I think making connections to Legends is is fair. There's a lot of like you're making a connection to Bastille and Revan, uh, being a Force dyad. Um, mm-hmm. and and this term dyad, right? I think. My guess is a lot of people have force connections. Luke and Leia have a force connection. Leia and Ben have a force connection. Um, What we're seeing here with Ray and Ben is something different. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, they I mean, they can, you know, again, I've said this a couple times before. I mean, when when you can like fight each other through space and time and like affect the space around you, I think that's something different far bigger and greater sure yeah it's, it's definitely different it's not anything we've we've really we've seen or seen anything to that extent um we've seen cool powers and there's some cool stuff in the eu where example where I've, I've said um you know luke kind of actually does force project himself or sends a force phantom of himself forward uh and and is able to almost communicate with people at a great distance by projecting himself forward. So that is something that mm-hmm. uh, takes place in Fate of the Jedi. Or no, L- uh, Legacy of the Force. Um, so there's cool, epic, awesome Force powers, but this specific thing to where two individuals are, are tied like this and um, and there's, it has to be like the right circumstance for it to happen. And basically when the Jedi Order is around, it's kind of hard for it to happen is what they... It almost seems to indicate like because... The light, the the right amount of light and dark being in both. I, I don't know. It's it's a rare thing. Um, right. And I think so. That back to the point though, with with Yoda and Anakin. I mean, who knows? Like, it's an interesting kind mm. of thought just to say that they're, they're about the same age. Um, and I think maybe the the connection that David was getting at there is more that in, in how Anakin was created, and maybe even how this baby Yoda uh, or the child right. was created. You know. Right. Um, the I, I have spoken. Quill has said that he didn't think Yoda, baby Yoda, was a um, replica or genetically engineered. I think is something mm-hmm. that he had said, 
And mm -hmm. so that was kind of uh, interesting, you know, and I thought, wow, so what does that, what does that mean then? Like, is, is he not a clone? Is he, is he born a nat natural, born of a natural birth or what, what's the deal here? I mean, it's, it's still, I think up in the air and we have to, we have to go uh, travel with, um, you know, the Mandalorian and figure out what happens in season two. It's going to be, going to be great. But I, th th their age though, that is really interesting that they both are the same age. Uh, born around the same time so something was going on there you know right and and it's and we still don't know about anakin's birth i mean we there's still all the theories out there you know Plagueis, palpatine you know why did the force yeah i think just that, suddenly why did the force just suddenly create someone yeah you, you, so i i saw a couple things so here's the thing i you, 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 gosh, you can go back on to previous podcasts and you can go to earlier episodes here on hyperspace where I've heard people say, well, Palpatine, you know, it's it's known that he created Anakin. Um, oh, it's definitely not. It's not. And I kept hearing people definitely say that. Definitely not. And I, I went and looked at the comic and I thought it's a dream sequence. It's it's not maybe even a vision or something. It's just very un, un unclear. And finally, somebody sent me something to kind of confirm that it's been a while back. Just because I hadn't read actually read the comic book series, other than just going and looking at one comic, you know, even a couple pages just in isolation and trying to figure out like, is that why would they do that? And the other big why would they do that is look what they did with Ray. She's she's a she's a you know the granddaughter of Palpatine, you know. So it's mm -hmm. it's like, well then, you know, who if 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 Anakin is truly what Palpatine's son would that because he created Anakin would that make him his father? You know, like. That would be kind of weird, right? So then you've got Palpatine right. on Palpatine relationship stuff. It's just, it's right. a little again that gets super muddy and weird. So I think um, that's why all that's kind of come out and they've they really clarified that no, the 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 Skywalkers slash Solos are separate. They're they're two separate families. Uh, I'm sorry, when compared to the Palpatines, so you know. Does that make sense? Like, you know, people were saying that absolutely that Ray would be the yeah. granddaughter of Palpatine and Ben Solo technically then would have been like the grand like he would have been his great grandson or something. I, I don't you know. Like, right. Right. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Um, but I go what I go to is in episode eight when Snoke says, you know, his rival rise, you know, rises through the force. Mm -hmm. So this idea that the force would create two people around the same time or the force itself will bring balance yeah. um, because, I, you know, the idea of balance I, is, is tricky because to me, what Anakin does in episode three balances the force right you have temples and temples and uh, where you have, you have, you have the, the Jedi temple. So you have, I mean, you have probably hundreds of Jedi and then he cuts it all the way down to where you have just basically two and what we, you know, two in the film canon. There's obviously more out there, but Anakin, um, Obi-Wan and Yoda. And then you have uh, Darth Vader and Palpatine. Mm -hmm. So it's like two and two. Well, that's balance. That is balance. But then, in Rise of Skywalker, Anakin says through the Force, Hayden Christensen, Ray balanced the Force like I once did. Well, okay, that to me thinks it's more about when you defeat the dark side. Does that really create balance? That's why I think it, 
I don't know that I really like the word balance because I I think it's mm-hmm. it's mis, it's misleading in what they people in what its original intention was, right? If the original intention of Star Wars was which I think, you know, was just 4, 5 and 6, then it's just a story about defeating the dark, defeating yeah. the bad guys. Yeah. And that's balance. And that's okay, that's that's fine. But now as we've expanded and it's this huge thing, this idea of balance is not this the yin the yin and yang it's something else well yeah that, that i mean when you look at uh once the prequels were introduced and you saw that wow there's an overwhelming amount of of jedi because we went from there being no jedi just obi-wan uh talking about and then sending him to yoda uh and they're talking about when gone am i the last of the jedi will you be or whatever uh pass on what you have learned you go from that to then there's a ton of them and you know, George Lucas creates something to k- kind of say, like, well, you know, we're going to bring balance to the force. And really, was, as you say, it's, it's sort of like... Was that ever... Is the is the term balance in the force ever mentioned in the originals? I don't think it is. No. Huh. Okay. No. Nope. It's so something then, he, he, he created it's something afterwards. He, well, then, perhaps... Or, okay, so then, if he... Okay, well, then I'm fine with it, because I'm fine with the whole prophecy and the idea of the prophecy being wrong, and... All of this stuff, just maybe the Jedi misread it, which at that point, you know, we see the not necessarily the corruption, but certainly the the misguidance of the Jedi in the prequels that causes him to become Darth Vader. So then I'm kind of fine with it there. But then as the expanded universe has has touched it and now Disney touching it again here, then it gets a little more muddy with Anakin saying, well, I once brought balance to the force. Well, you did when you killed all the Jedi. I mean, that to me is is balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and so is it bring balance to to what? You know, he's he's bringing balance to was it the Force or is it to the Jedi versus Sith? You know, what is, is it right. is, is, is it confined? Is that balance confined within two factions or is it in mm-hmm. the Force? Because the Force is an energy field created by all living things. You know, it surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. So the Force already kind of does that you know it's it's uh, it's like already i almost think of it hey as as the wheel you know sort of we exactly. you know it's 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 doing it so it's weaving its own thing and sometimes right. to correct things it'll send in you know um uh, an individual who is going to bring things back to center or who's going to kind of and that's what they were trying to say i guess in the sequels is that when powerful you know darkness rises then you need powerful light to counteract it that's just like sort of um mythic type of storytelling you know it's, it's there's mm-hmm. a bad evil dude and we need somebody in the light to rise up against it i mean mm-hmm. that's sort of the way i, I kind of think uh it it goes and it's one of the things that like george was trying to lay down the foundation that there's a prophecy okay and is it is it the prophecy that causes anakin to become you know to is it misinterpreted like like there's that whole that whole bit and i've, I've said this before it's the matrix issue where it's like if we wouldn't have told Anakin about the prophecy, how would that have changed things? If we didn't know anything about that, if you just took that prophecy out and you just said he's the chosen one and you didn't say he was bringing balance to the force, well, he's the chosen one for what and for how long? You know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, though. I think that because, well, again, prophecies often tell about specific people at specific times because I think that had Anakin had... Had, An- had this had Anakin shown up in the same manner 
40 years earlier when the Jedi were a little bit, maybe a little bit stronger, not in, in a time of, you know, galactic civil war that was, that was getting pulled up here with the trade federation and all of that. Maybe it wouldn't have gone the same way. Well, see, the, the thing if, with the prophecy... if, if Qui-Gon Qui had found him five years earlier, maybe the Jedi, maybe Yoda would, would not have, would not have been as, hesitant to train him but again as you're the prophecies have to tell about a specific person at a specific specific time so i don't know that it ties into that well that's what i'm saying so it's it, it really you have to go back and one of the things that the jedi did in master and apprentice and and just thinking back on the old prophecies is a lot of people didn't believe them you know qui-gon did believe mm -hmm. in the prophecies and thought that you know a chosen one shall come born of no father and through him will the ultimate balance of the force be restored. That's what the prophecy says. So he believed that this boy was a chosen one, you know, who was born of no father. Um, so the prophecy says this will happen. We're prophesying that something will take place in the, in the future. We don't know when, but it's, it's, here are the, the, the sort of the, the, the parameters. And you look at candidates. Who could fulfill that prophecy? Who is the, who is the fulfillment of that prophecy and then you ask well is it anakin qui-gon said it's anakin you know he is the one who was cho he is the fulfillment of the prophecy of, about the chosen one and so then when you look at the prophecy of the chosen one it says it's one who was born of no father and through him the ultimate balance of the force be restored and that's the question so it's not you know i think we say yeah anakin's the chosen one he he's 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 who that prophecy is referring to it's just what is that prophecy actually freaking saying you know, is it mm -hmm. is it actually saying what does the term ultimate balance of the force be restored? What it says through him, the ultimate balance of the force will be restored. So that's what we often debate is, is what does that mean? And George Lucas said that was the prophecy that he kind of, you know, he said Anakin is that individual who is going to restore balance to the force. So how did he do that? Did did he do that by destroying the the the, the Jedi <laughs> at first? Right. Uh, bringing it all down to you know. Or uh, when he or when he defeated Palpatine. Or when he defeated Palpatine. See, that's that's sort of I think the 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 part where where Yoda often says a, a prophecy that misread could have been. We might be we might be reading it wrong, and then he right. says that in the midst of someone who is the chosen one fulfilling the prophecy and literally does bring almost like balance by by chopping the Jedi down to, to just the two, right. You know, yeah. so, so, so then, okay. So then his, so then, um, David's other part here is the, the idea of, 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 of creating baby Yoda. Do you think baby Yoda at all? It plays, is going to, is, could play a role in anything with, with that. Um, huh? Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't, I'm also looking back. the whole it's the yeah. the whole the whole age thing I think is really interesting. I I I mean I don't I don't think they would just specifically choose this new character to be born the same year as Anakin unless they had some sort of a bigger yeah. idea or plan. I I, I don't. I mean it's, it's why would you why would you specifically pick that year? Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah. Yeah, that's a. That I mean, is a, maybe. I mean, maybe because they say, "Oh, he's fifty years old." And they just want to throw us off in the first episode. But you very specifically choose it to be born the same year as Anakin. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's 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 either if crazy it were, if you it, or, yeah if he was born the same year as somebody else. Okay, 
But Anakin, who is also born through the Force, okay, well, now that raises all kinds of other questions. Yeah, it does. And here's the thing. I would actually challenge us to, like you and I maybe, to do a Chosen One whole episode. Because here's the thing. I think we should go go watch those Mortis episodes in the Clone Wars where they were trying to show us what it meant to fulfill that prophecy. I mean, Mm. like Anakin taking the place of the son and the daughter was still there with the father, the whole thing. I mean, it's it's sort of a, right. a, a crazy thing. I mean, actually, Obi-Wan actually sees him turn to the dark side and they're right there on Mortis. And it's just, it's it's a crazy, crazy thing. So I think we should go actually sit down and try to, try to look at all of that and really understand what was happening or what were they trying to tell us with Anakin. And then you throw Baby Yoda in there and you say... Um, you know, did Yoda know something that we that we didn't know? And here's the other thing: like George Lucas, they can change whatever they want now. And this is uh, this might piss That's people true. off, and it might might be whatever. But they could say, no, actually, maybe they were wrong, and this other being was born of no father, and through him, ultimate balance will be restored. I, but then again, what does that mean? Are we ever going to define what the you know balance of the force, you know, actually is? So exactly. Okay. All right. Well, hey, let's move on to our next question because it'll kind of tie into this. Uh, this is another one from Wes uh, from OC. Um, this is actually about Baby Yoda and his species here. So he says, hey, Matt and Ezra, a quick thought on Baby Yoda and his species. It was revealed in Chapter 8, Redemption, uh, that Mandalorians are not a people but a creed. Shortly after we are told by the armor that is um, Din Djarin's duty to protect and deliver Baby Yoda to his people or group that, you know, that he belongs to. My thought is this. What if they're one in the same? What if Baby Yoda's species is the origin of the Jedi? What if they are Jedi? Uh, here's what I mean. Like the Mandalorians, who are clearly um, and equally a religion as a creed, as from what we saw in the show. What if Baby Yoda's species are Jedi and were wiped out by the Sith or some other group of people and the survivors did what the Mandalorians do, but uh, with force sensitive children, they adopt these kids, teach them the ways of the force, thus ensuring their customs survive. Even if their species may not just like the Mandalorians, the Jedi are simply a creed or religion, but uh, from a near extinct species. Now he says, side note, it is clear. Some Mandalorians of the race have survived, have survived as seen in chapter three. Uh, like with the heavy uh, infantry Mando. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there could be beings in the galaxy of Baby Yoda species who have survived but are in hiding. Anyway, just some food for thought. May the Force be with you. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's it's sort of like, and I think that is, that they, that we should be That would smart make a lot enough. of sense. Yeah. That, that, would be, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, as, as consumers, we should be able to kind of say, wait, there was once a, I mean, this, this is what happened with the Sith. You know, when you look back at the Old Republic and there was the Sith, there were the like the, the race, like the actual mm-hmm. right, um, and then they were a part of the the emperor's um, the Sith emperor's like like council. He had like this dark council, and the Sith themselves, who were actually truly, you know, Sith um, uh, in species, were elevated in stature a little bit over humans who were who were also Sith or other beings who were, you know, um, other species who who, who were considered. Sith or, or followed the Sith way so yeah that's been done I mean that that's totally a thing and maybe maybe the point here is that uh, actually in a, there's a book actually that talks about this I think it's A New Dawn where it does kind of talk about the formation of the Jedi and mm-hmm. and where they all kind of came from so but maybe 
if if the, if we're saying too that the the species of um, Yoda species was predated any of even the books that we have or anything, maybe they were sort of the ancient Jedi or, or something. And and uh, you know, there's a few of them left in hiding, and we have to go find those individuals. But but they are also you know Jedi because uh, it's a, it's a creed or it's a it's a belief system, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's got that's I think it's cool and it, it does make a lot of well, sense helps clear up some stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Okay, so right now I'm reading the episode one novelization, and there is a really interesting passage that was actually essentially written by George Lucas uh, himself, and it uh, describes the it describes the origin of the Sith, and it talks about how there were Jedi for a, a really really long time. Um, and then suddenly some of these Jedi broke off because they saw the power in the dark side of the force, right? Like that, and that's mm-hmm. how they became. And then there were there was a bunch of Sith, and they started warring with themselves until Darth Bane comes around. Um, they reference Darth Bane in the in the at the episode one novelization, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it became the rule of two, right? And that's that's how yeah. they went because they didn't they didn't want to have civil wars and and stuff like that but it is really interesting and i'm trying to see i'm looking right now to see if this is actually considered uh canon or not um like if they ever it doesn't necessarily say that it's a legends or not yeah, it's a novelization so, so yeah i i would I, but because yeah. it was written in 1999 i mean do they did they but it was re on january 31st uh 2012 a new paperback edition was released containing a new short story. Um, so I don't know if it is can or not. It doesn't seem to say. A new short story, just like mean like a a reprint just or a, something. Yeah, it's like a reprint of this of this book, and it includes a a new short story. Huh. Okay. Well, yes, yeah, so I'm trying to I'm trying to see because well, if you know if that's considered canon, then. Because I don't know, I don't know in what we have now that in what is canon that they ever go back that far to really describe stuff that happens all the way back in the or, or you know origin days of like the old republic and all that stuff. Yeah, let me look real quick here. Um, let's see. There is in the in new canon. I don't think there there is, but let me just check. You're talking yeah. like ancient, like. Like way. right, yeah. Oh, it it goes it goes way, way, way back, and it just talks about it because it, when it's setting up the stage for when Darth Maul shows up and he has he's having a conversation with Palpatine, um, and so it talks a little bit about the, the history of the Sith, and it just it, in in this novelization it describes it goes way back and it just says there were Jedi, right, and the Jedi existed for a long time until some started to break off. Um, mm-hmm. Because they saw power in in the opposite side of the force, right, right. So yeah, I'm just like I pulled up all, all like a list of all of the actual because um, I think sometimes we th- when we think of the Sith and how they arise as if the Sith were always there and the Jedi were always there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, like when we, we we think of that, yeah, sure. That's where I'm yeah. trying to say. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to pull up the EU canon list and and try to find the actual yeah. book. Cause it, yeah, because here it says uh, it says the novelization is especially well known for a passage describing the history of the Sith, including Darth Bane. Um, George Lucas spent an hour on the telephone with the author of this book, um, whose name is Terry Brooks, um, discussing the history of the Jedi and the Sith. Therefore, the information of this subject derives from Lucas himself. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. So which is what which is why I'm wondering is this now canon or did Disney go back or maybe they just didn't specifically ever touch it. Okay, I'm reading here novelizations for the previous films are not canon. Um with the so the previous so the previous 1 through 6 novelizations not canon, but Force Awakens, Last Jedi are. Gotcha. And soon to be and soon to be Rise of Skywalker are. So, wow. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Um, here we go. This is the book I was trying to find. I wonder where this shows up at. This is called Star Wars Dawn of the Jedi. And this was a Legends book. Um, it's a, let's see, comic book series. No, oh, that's the comic book series. Into okay. the Void is written in May, uh, May, let's see, published, release date was May 7th, 2013. Um, Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void, a novel written by Tim Lebanon, um, is a is a tie-in to the comic book series of the same name. Okay, set around the time is that, so. This must be a Legends. This must be that must have been like in the works or in production or something, right? Maybe. Mm, yeah. Because it looks like yeah, they've got the Legends mark on it. So, but anyways, so that was the novel that I started to read, and I was a little confused there. So there were comic books as well uh, that tied into it. So if you wanted to go clear back and kind of look at some of the beginnings i never finished it um i was already just sort of dumbfounded by what i was was reading in the uh older public with the sith emperor and stuff i, I thought that was fascinating what they were doing with the game was was super cool mm-hmm. so if you want to go back even further you got to read some of those comic books and and uh and this stuff which when we start up our book club if we want to we could actually yeah go back and take a look at this okay all right well so there's a lot of stuff we have to cover uh, going forward, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, back reading to do here. Yeah, um, because it's I'm looking at the I'm looking at the timeline here, and so the first official book in the Star Wars canon timeline is Dooku Jedi Lost. Yeah, so nothing Old Republic is canon anymore. Anything beyond that, so that's what I thought. Um, I mean, that's that's yeah. So and the only so solo. Um, all the new movies from seven, eight, nine, soon to be nine, Solo and Rogue One. The novelizations of those are canon, so none of the old things so, are canon there. So that's so, so that's that's what you because that's what you were asking was you know right is, is what George Lucas penned down in that novelization, um, right? Because know. that was, so so right now right now we don't really have any origin of the Jedi. Yeah, unless it's described in Dooku or Master and Apprentice, maybe maybe something there. Yeah, the only thing they talk about is Jedi mystics who like like prophecies and who prophesied about stuff. Um, and I, it's been a oh, four or five months since I've read that book, so yeah, that's about it. That's all I can really kind of remember. Um, and they talked about them being, gosh, I don't know, thou- a thousand plus years older. You know, so I don't know. Okay. It's just crazy to me that the that the EU timeline was willing to go back thirty six thousand years. You know, and then ten thousand years was really when. You kind of pick up with some of the Sith, the, the, with the Sith and the Empire and the Jedi versus Sith war and all that kind of stuff, the uh, Mandalorian war and all that, you know, jazz, which was really okay. cool. But yeah, so yeah, I don't so, know if they're going to do anyway, that. But so anyway, Wes, a lot of what you're saying is ty- is entirely possible. We may we 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 have to wait till Mandalorian season two to find out more um, about about Yoda about Yoda's race. But I I think he has a really good point here. What if they are the original Jedi? I think that would be cool. 
Um, I think that yeah. would make a lot of sense. And I see now. I'm now I'm trying to remember because I was trying to remember how do we even stumble down that. It's I was trying to think back to Don of what, what we the know Jedi, about, yeah. yeah, and and who exactly. were the people who were considered you know who stumbled across the Force and and whatever who learned from it or passed it on whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. so okay, all right. Um, we have one here from the Ewok. Um, hey guys, I just wanted to send this while listening to the uh, post rise of. Skywalker podcast he said the movie quoted how Palpatine came back to life um, saying that when Palpatine says the dark side is a path to many abilities some consider to be unnatural he says he I believe this is a full and just explanation for how Palpatine survives thanks guys mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think for a lot of people it is I think for a lot of people that is 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 as full of an of an explanation I mean um, whether it was just they had they wanted to get it right in there at the beginning, um, so at least there is some sort of explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally still think I need a little bit more than than that, uh, just because I think specifically with Anakin's death, or you know with with Anakin, yeah, Anakin's death taking down Palpatine, to just simply have him come back through via the dark side of the Force, um, it's just it's just not a to me it's just not I need I needed just a little bit more. Yeah, you, you could actually tell though that they were trying to um, that they had that they had had that conversation that if we bring Palpatine mm-hmm. back, is that going to um, right you know affect how people perceive what Anakin's arc was and and stuff? And so he says, Anakin himself comes back and says, you know, Ray, bring balance to the Force as I once did. Which when he says that, meaning he actually did accomplish mm-hmm. it and it did happen. The other thing um, that's interesting is that Palpatine says that. You know that he had that he did die. I mean, he he says that you know kind of yes. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was I think they had that conversation. We're trying to say how do we bring him back, but we also yeah. make it seem like we're not right. You know, well, and and here's the thing: the Mandalorian. You know, as we're talking with Baby Yoda and his mm-hmm. Force healing and stuff like that. I, if they explain it more in a book or something else. Then mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, like, but right now to just simply have it be like, well, it's just the dark side mm-hmm. is it just it. I just I didn't feel good about it. I, I and I, I still don't feel I still don't feel good about it. Um, but that's just me. I mean, that's my personal yeah. opinion about it. And I don't fault anybody or think anybody's wrong in thinking that um, thinking differently. That's just that's just me. I still I still am just yeah. like you, you just, just wish they more. would have done a little bit more, and like your personal preference, they would have done a little bit more. And it could it and then. it could have it could have it could have been another one more another sentence to have it be like um, they, they you know so, they they found my body like you know my body my body was recovered and or the um, force brought him back whatever you know exact or or something right like um you know the teachings of my master um Darth Plagueis it's like oh okay like mm-hmm. that then that would have tied in the prequels but um something like that i would have been like oh okay like you know if it was like you know like i learned i've you know i've learned many abilities um you know even if you would use the same line but i know he does mm-hmm. kind of use use it from the prequels saying like there's considered to be unnatural but yeah, you know, like I mean, literally, if like uh, it, it cuts off when it cuts from when from Ray talking to uh, from Ren, excuse me, Kylo Ren, then talking to Palpatine, and, and and he just he just says, you know, have have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis? And then yeah. it just cuts. You know what I mean? It's like okay, 
got it. Like, yeah. I got it. It's it's this power we still don't entirely know um, and and everything. But, yeah, to me, it was just right now I'm just kind of like, ah, I just I, I need a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's actually the way people I – mean, we just had a whole conversation about the chosen one and what does the prophecy mean to bring balance to the force. And some people say, I need more. That I mean, this is like, how did he bring balance? I don't get it. You know, like – like you say, he's the chosen one. Right. Like even people who were original fans said, "Well, I thought it was Luke." You know, like isn't that a story about Luke? No, it's about Anakin. And well, kinda- and and again, I mean, even with me, the, it's tough. This movie is tough because the more and more we I read about this movie, mm-hmm. the production of this movie more and more seems kind of like a mess. And I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm in no way, shape or form criticizing J.J. Abrams. Um, And you and I've talked about this on air Mm -hmm. and off air a little bit. Um, It I mean, there's like the the scene, like if you look at the scene where Ray is, uh, you know, before they kiss, kiss Kylo, Mm -hmm. like she's clearly talking and that was edited out. Like, what was she saying? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a there's a lot of production stuff like people on Twitter are breaking it down left and right. You know, Matt Smith was originally supposed to be in this movie Mm -hmm. and have a have a role. And, you know, what happened there? And obviously a lot of things happen. But we know for a fact that Palpatine was not the original. That was not the choice. Like they 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 clearly stated. Yeah. When we when we decided to bring in. Uh, Ian McDermott to to play Palpatine. It was after Colin Trevorrow had been fired, so down the so down the line they decided mm-hmm. to bring Palpatine in. So that some of that goes back to Ryan Johnson and the decisions that he made for not really criticizing him. He Disney allowed him to make the movie he wanted to make, but it seems like clearly um, not all three then directors were on the same page of let's. Yeah. All make a let's all make a trilogy that makes sense here. It was well, I'm gonna make the movie I want. I'm gonna make the movie I want. Well, I can't make the movie I want because of what you guys yeah. are doing. So that that is pretty I think goes on that goes on Disney. Yeah. That is not like any of the directors. I mean, if I'm Ryan Johnson and you say you get to make the Star Wars movie you want, well then I'm gonna make the Star Wars movie I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bold. If somebody was, yeah. if if somebody let me make this you know, if they let me make uh episodes seven eight and nine well ray and kylo would have never existed because it would have just been luke skywalker okay yeah, right Hopefully, yeah as as and i were talking <laughs> about this the other day we're just like i was like as if you gotta make episode seven eight nine what would you do and we were both like it'd be about luke like old yeah. luke skywalker like and it'd be a totally different trilogy but so <laughs> i think that jj was put in a really tough position with bringing palpatine back yeah. i think that might be another reason why this movie is so fast is because they just like we don't we don't have the time to explain all this stuff but we have to make the best movie we can yeah yeah they do and there are elements that i have said before too things they wanted to do with ben solo and with ray that i still think they accomplished and pulled off um Mm -hmm. but i do i actually think they're you know i i love the movie uh, although I think there were probably multiple, I mean, Chris Terrio sent, uh, did like a little kind of response to this movie, mm-hmm. and he talked about the conversations that he and JJ had and how much they debated about the end sequence. He flat out says that he and JJ went back and forth about whether it should be, you know, Luke and Leia, um, or Luke, Leia, and the rest of the Jedi. Should it just should it have been mm-hmm. the, those two first, and then behind them a sea of Jedi, or what, you know. Or things like that. All, all kinds they, of stuff, yeah. Yeah, or, or do we actually bring them back? Um, 
you know, in, in ghost form, or do we he- just hearing their voice? Is that good enough? So people have looked at that last shot of Ray staring at the twin sun, and they've the twin sons, and they've said that looks like they, you know, instead of reshooting it, maybe they had a different shot. Maybe there's two people standing I there. Think and that, they, I think I think they did. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Where where somebody literally just pulls it from a scene earlier in the movie, and it's just like copy and paste, and it's like the exact same stance and. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, it's it's pretty it's it's interesting. I think it's yeah, it's 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 interesting. Certainly. I think that just means, too. And one thing uh, and I love how he navigated this. Chris Chris Dario said that um, when he found out about like the that he was going to be writing uh, for this movie, he said that um, he I mean, you have to go back and look and see how he actually worded this. But I know the word that he used was that he was focused, not that he was rushed. Or that he didn't have a lot of time, but he said I had to be very focused because, mm-hmm. and he had to only focus on it because I, I, really what I take from that is he was limited in time. Like what, by the right. time that they, because you know you have to have the script written and all this stuff out there before you can go make sets. Now we've got okay, they're gonna be on a desert planet. We need this, we need this, we need that. Like they had to have the script done. You had to have the what the story uh, before you can go get get everything built and arranged and stuff. So he he talked like he was super focused and that he had a lot of different scenes kind of he had also looked at the footage and figured out how to write in Leia and Rose was going to be more more a part of that and they actually mm-hmm. did more stuff with with Leia and Rose but mm-hmm. it just didn't work it was great it, everything was done well but it just it kind of clashed with with other things that were going on and so they just couldn't keep it and it you know fell on the cutting board and I'm just like wow this this is fascinating to kind of kind of kind of see what was taking place and how what how difficult it was for them to work with mm-hmm. the loss of Leia, you know, and stuff. And I actually really think Ryan Johnson thought, I mean, they, when they made that movie, you know, if you have, if you have Leia and you can do whatever you want with yep. her, you could have done so many different things. Exactly. Yep. And that is, that is really, 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 truly, I think what caused this movie to be what it is. I like, like they had to, and they did it, they did it justice and they, and, uh, well, like, well, it could have been it, it could have been, yeah. I mean, it could have been entirely different. Yeah. I mean, whether or not I, I mean, whether or not Snoke, um, died. See, I, see, I think originally Colin Trevorrow wanted Snoke and Luke alive. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think that for him was the deciding factor, and then obviously with Carrie Fisher passing, because if you go back, I mean, if you go back to seven. If you go back to seven, it just it seems like the natural arc is going to be I still Ben Demption from the start, Mm -hmm. but it seemed like it was going to come down to a confrontation between Ben and Leia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it did. And then you go to eight where he can't bring himself to fire upon her ship. That's right. And so that. Exactly. As, as you're saying, I think her death influenced it. I think so. I think, you know, Ryan Johnson's decisions, which um, and again, it's not like when we say that, I don't want to necessarily say like, oh, well, Ryan Johnson did it, it screwed everything over. Mm-mm, but I no. think clearly there was a there was some sort of disconnect between Ryan Johnson and Colin Trevorrow. Um, and and so Brian Johnson being able to make the movie he wanted affected Colin Trevorrow's plan, which maybe they all discussed at some point. I don't know. I well, feel like you would. I feel like you'd have to at let, some point. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question. So here, here's the thing, and since we're because we talked uh, a couple weeks ago, said so we were going to do this, but like 
when you look at what Ryan did in The Last Jedi and, and who he, air quote, took from Episode Nine, the only person I think he really took out of the, the equation is Snoke. And sort of. I would say sort of. Like, Luke can still be a Force ghost. And that's what Ryan has always said. Absolutely. That was going to be the case. Leia, Carrie Fisher, was alive and was going to have an epic bigger role. I felt like a pr- more predominant role in nine mm-hmm. and he, th- he felt like well then you have those you have luke and leia you can still mess with but snoke is air quote gone i still think maybe he even thought you can get creative with snoke and holocron or whatever some mm-hmm. some tie-in and maybe it wasn't matt smith bringing back the sun or whatever my question to ryan would have been though who would you have made as the villain going forward was it just kylo Ren? maybe he didn't see like i think ben demption was a threat and i think he was told that that needs to happen. That's why the throne room scene takes place. That's why he rescues and saves Ray. He there's a connection. They're meant to be together. They're both having visions of each other. Um, right. They're opposite visions. You know, Ray believes he'll join her, and then he believes she'll join him. Um, so that was in his movie. I think my only question for Ryan would be, if you were going to go forward with nine, like would your plan have been to bring Palpatine back? Is that what you were planning on doing? And he might have said, so. I don't I don't think so either. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I otherwise, there would have been an element of it in, in, in his movie, I think. I don't know, though. So that's the, that's that's the whole issue. They still end up being really good movies and stuff. But, man, you really it does seem like it gets harder and harder the further down the line you get because you don't know. Uh, Chris Terrio kept saying they, they felt like they were actually continuing um, his dialogue. So let me. I think one of the first things I said, I, I, I did mention this whole right. um, lightsaber thing where Luke caught the lightsaber and said, that's not how you treat the Jedi, You're the, the weapon of a Jedi, or or, or weapon um, of the Jedi deserves more respect or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the way Chris Terrio explained that, he said, Luke, by the end of, of Ryan's movie, would have said the same thing. Like, that Ryan Johnson had made a Luke who started at the beginning of the movie casting yes. the, the saber yes, away. Yes, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know that it was a like slapping his to fit. Ryan yeah. Johnson. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't. I think that is you're right. His his character in the Last Jedi is he has turned himself off to the Force, but he comes back. Yeah, and I think that's what they were trying to say. Is people saw that as well, a slight, and I he, did. I actually well, at first well, did too. Well, I, I was, actually, he does it. He does it in the Last Jedi. Yeah. He he says, "I'm going to go destroy the sacred texts," and then. Um, he flips yeah. out when Yoda destroys. Well, I guess Yoda doesn't really destroy the sacred text. He knows. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. He knows. He says that Ray, you know, the young girl Ray, has everything that she needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so, but you're right. Like he is growing. That whole character is going through that progression. So they felt like it was a continuation of the Luke Skywalker that Ryan had, uh, you know, kind of created. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. this person who was lost, who was in exile, who was trying to do what he thought was right. Um, but he was afraid in, in some regard. Okay, fine. Um, I don't know that I still, that you know, I don't know that I personally like that, but it is what right. it is uh, that they took it that route, and it was it's tough. But anyway, so I'm going to come back to that later. I'm going to have to do a whole freaking Luke Skywalker episode because I just can't. Uh, there are some things I, I think they did well, but I also think, man, gosh, it's just not the way I like to look at my Luke Skywalker. But that's all right. Um, yeah. I actually have I actually really have zero issue with Luke in the Last Jedi. Like I I I'm 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 totally fine with it. It's not what I would have done because I would have um you know, I would have had you and I both when we were sitting in the theater watching uh 
The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. where like the second that Kylo Ren says, "That's not uh, your lightsaber." Yeah, that it, like, belongs, belongs to me. To me. Yeah. And then like he's you know tries to like he's starting to force pull up to him. <laughs> you and I both literally were like it's gonna be it's luke like it's luke, luke is gonna step yeah. out and catch it and be like no it belongs to me, to me. which i still think <laughs> would have been the awesome. most epic moment in all of star wars i know period um and like I I lost our minds oh I lost my mind I <laughs> and, and you know what had jj have done that ryan could not have done what he did with exactly. with uh with um you know luke skywalker which is kind of crazy so and, and you know i mean i get like I've I've def- I've gone back and f- I've no I've I've been pretty consistent I, for the most part with the Last Jedi and just the way I think about how Luke Skywalker was treated was was tr- was treated um, because you look at look at Luke through Snoke's eyes and how oh how wise Master Skywalker is and that he was actually trying to use his own death and his own exile um, to help in some way because he right. wanted the, the the Force to choose someone to, for another individual. Um, to to rise, you know, in his place because he didn't he he felt like he had, you know, that th- this power that was in Ben Solo, um, and it was his nephew and all of this stuff. I mean, he's torn up. I mean, it's just he's I don't know. I thought they did a pretty good job with that. It really, what what upset it didn't upset me, but gosh, it's it's the line in in the Rise of Skywalker where he says that I was afraid, and I was like, wait a second, okay, I guess he does kind of <laughs> say that. I guess he does kind of right. say that in the Last Jedi a little bit. Um, because he talks about about how how Dane, like when he when he felt and sensed the dark side in Ben, nothing had scared him more. I mean, he hadn't he hadn't sensed something like that. He really, you know, that really shook him. Um, and it's a forced dyad. It's it's this, and then we find out later, it's this big thing that's that's new and crazy and and um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Did Luke? Did, it's did Luke know there it's... was a forced dyad there and let Ray rise? I mean, who knows. It's going to be really interesting the more and more um, when we get like a director's commentary on this movie. Um, and again, I don't like I I love the Rise of Skywalker, and I I think I think it's good, and I think that the best thing Disney could do, um, and I do this is what I think they're going to do. Again, I still think they're going to go that Marvel route. Is I think we will get they will fluff out a lot of the the details in other projects right um and that will help like you know it's like to me like i hate i didn't hate the last jedi um i liked it but i always like i feel better about the last jedi now because of Mm -hmm. rise of skywalker like rise of skywalker did stuff that to me makes the last jedi better it's the same way i felt about episode two when i watched episode three i was like episode three makes me feel better about episode two Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, all right. Well, um, yeah, wow. let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on over to uh, uh, one last transmission here. So, if you remember when we were doing our Mandalorian discussion, we had where we saw the Darksaber and we were talking about possibly seeing if we could put together a list of some of the stuff from Rebels and Clone Wars where it is mentioned. But somebody actually uh, did that for us. Um, so this is from Gabo Fett uh, transmitting from the westmost point of the Outer Rim. I heard you mention on last week's episode putting together a list of key Clone Wars episodes to watch. Uh, lucky for you, I just did that for, for a few friends uh, who watch the show but don't have time to commit to the entirety of it. This list was made with episodes in mind to expand on the lore of, uh, uh, you know, 
another from another Star Wars medium. That is not to say episodes on this list aren't good, but my favorite Clone Wars arc is the um, Krell um, Umbara arc. But that four-part story is very uh, contained and doesn't tie into anything beyond the cartoon. Anyway, um, here is the list: uh, Gabo Fett out. So he has some. So some of the stuff just in, as well. I think it's. I think it's more that it's some of the, it's Mandalorian stuff, not just Dark Saber. Um, and this is just Clone Wars, so we'll, we can, we can still possibly work on that Rebels um, as well. Yeah, but um, he says season two episodes twelve through fourteen. Uh, season three episodes 12 through 14 um that's savage some savage oppressed stuff episodes 15 through 17 is the mortis arc uh then he says go to about season four episode 19 assage ventress uh with night sisters uh still season four 21 through 22 some savage uh oppressed stuff darth maul part one Season 5, Episode 1, Savage, uh, Oprah's Darth Maul, Part 2. Episodes 14 through 16, um, again, Savage, Oprah's uh, Darth Maul. Uh, 17 through 20, that's some Ashoka uh, stuff that comes in there. He says Season 6, Episodes 1 through 4, that's the Order 66 arc. and se- or Excuse me, Season 6, 1 through 4, and Season 6, 10 through 13, Yoda arc. Um I really haven't watched much of Clone Wars, so I yeah um, don't know what some of those other arcs are out, um, in there. But uh, there you guys go. So that's some specifically Mandalorian, Dark Saber kind of stuff to check out in Clone Wars. Yeah, we can we can maybe uh, post this somewhere because it's kind of a cool yeah Clone Wars watch list. Um, and yeah, yeah, thanks for sending us that. Absolutely, Savage and and uh, you know um, yeah. So so this is cool. It's got Dark Saber elements, uh, Ma- Mandalorian. You've got the Mortis arc in there as well it's a lot it's a lot it's it's some of the best um arcs and episodes so yeah because that's right that's right certainly the talk of uh, star wars right now is the dark saber that i see on twitter and people are going back and forth saying where is this from what's going on here um because it is a big deal um it's mm-hmm. and so and so do you think do you think that um moff gideon some people are saying he's a mandalorian like of the race uh i don't know I don't know about that. Um, huh. I agree. It's a good question. I don't you think know. He's just, do you th- or do you think he's just in possession of it? I mean, I obviously think, he's in possession. He's in possession of it. You think yeah, he, he killed think some he Mandalorians, just, took it. Right. I think maybe he did just kill some of them and took it. Yeah. I, okay. I, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And that may be sort of like there needs to be a Mandalorian who fights him and wins it back. Um, mm-hmm. Really, what I see—I mean, this is kind of crazy—but I like—is is it not looking like our Mandalorian is going to take him on and try to win? Because the the thing is, is that to to possess and to wield that saber, you basically have to win it. You you have to win it uh, from its current owner, master type of thing. Is uh, so it'd be kind of cool to see him go toe to toe with him and and whip him and take. I him would from. love I would love to see our to see Mando have have a lightsaber. Yeah. I would yeah. I would love to. I think it'd be awesome. It's whether it's the it, even if it's the dark saber, I think it'd be it'd be it'd be great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think I don't think he'll that's clearly going to be end of season 2. Um my guess is Moff Gideon is going to be just the next season's big villain and then they'll probably progress to somebody else. Um mm. he my guess he probably unless they want, unless he's going to be stick around and be like the the main kind of villain for for a couple seasons, but my guess is he's probably the next season's villain, and then they'll progress to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Man, I really don't know. I I, I just wonder because they were so bold with this uh, first season. If they're going to be as bold in the second season, if they're really going to take us to Yoda's home world, uh, or even mm-hmm. just to some of his other like people from his from his home home world or something. I that is going to be shocking if they do that. That is literally going to blow my mind. Um, and they've set it up to looks like that's what they're going to do. And I hope they actually just do it. So sometimes you dance around something for a while, and it's like, well, we didn't get there this season, but we'll get there in season three. Man, I, I don't know. I hope they just, I, I hope that's what we see. And they've set up sort of a, a potential confrontation between him and Moff Gideon. So let's go. Let's let's have at it. And then maybe somebody else again will emerge. I mean, Moff Gideon kind of came out of nowhere. You knew that, um, that the client was working for somebody else or hired or whatever. Although those look like separate sort of imperial um, factions. Maybe and, and something that Alphabet Squadron, one of the books sets up is that they don't trust each other. Um, they're they're actually trying to, like, as the remnants sort of get together and they they establish bases and stuff in the Imperial territories. They are like, kind of, um, what's the word? Like like, gauging one another to see who who's gonna, like who ranks higher and who's going to absorb somebody else's fleet. So, you know, if you happen to be the, a captain or whatever, um, or, or an admiral out there, you know, if you come across a grand admiral or you come across somebody else who just has more ships than you, are you going to be absorbed by that person? And then you're demoted right. in some way. So that sort of seems to be the, the struggle that was going on in alphabet squadron. And there's a new book, uh, coming out, a sequel, uh, for that, which will be kind of, kind of neat. Cause that's covering around about the same timeline. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I just um, I, I was just I was just pulling up some stuff on Mandalorian here. Um, yeah. While you're talking, just because trying dark saber stuff, and then of course there was an article on Baby Yoda, so clearly I clicked on that. Yeah. And um, so did you did you see this? Because uh, I know you watched the Star Wars show. Um, mm-hmm. this kind of interview with Bob Iger about Baby Yoda and how John oh. Favreau uh told him off. And and Bob Iger yeah. even said so. He's like, yeah. He's like, I was told off by uh, John Favreau to specifically not refer to him as Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, it's the child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's yep. like, it's the child. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he said John Favreau got like was very upset with him. He's like, it's not Baby Yoda. Yeah, I did. And actually, um, they later on in that they asked Bob Iger like if he knows the name of the child, and he says yes. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, "What? <laughs> this guy, Baby Yaddle." I'm saying, uh, "Baby Yaddle, yeah. yeah. let's go." I know. So yeah, I was, so I was great. shocked. So. It's cool. It's uh, it's exciting, and and I hope uh, this is a this is a good guide. We'll have to go um, mm-hmm. watch these episodes, and it's cool because yeah. you just hone right in. So uh, yeah, thanks to Gabo Fett there. That's awesome. That's great. So, all right, well, guys, um, as I think that's our show for today. Unless you have yep. anything else, that's all the talking points I have. No, no, no. I th- thanks for bearing with us on the you know research, diving down legends, and figuring out the origins of the yeah. Jedi. Yeah, uh, just wanted to kind of yeah, whatever you call them, black holes, rabbit holes, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, pop up during the show, and we we just sometimes get sucked down them. Uh, so that is what it is, and maybe I I'm I'm now starting to rethink. You know, we were talking about Thrawn being where we kick off sort of our, our journey um, into EU. I'm starting to think we go back to this, you know, uh, Dawn of the Jedi stuff. Yeah. And just go all the yeah. way back. If that's what we're going to be talking about, and this keeps kind of coming up in conversation, you know, because we really know that all the stuff that I like covering and I that I'm familiar with, which is post-Episode 6 in, in, in Legends, really 
there's some characters you, you can bring back, and there are some story elements that, that are kind of cool and maybe could uh, still mm-hmm. work, and, and there's nothing that contradicts them, I guess. Uh, but gosh, right now, uh, with you know the Dooku book and Master and Apprentice being the earliest in the timeline, uh, it'd be kind of fun to go back and, and read that and those comic books. We actually started reading those, the Tales of the Jedi comic books. Right. So, well, I think after I finish, well... After I finish episode one novelization, which is why I'm still just burning through it right now. Yeah. Um, I probably I do have Dooku and Master and Apprentice. So that's probably where I'm going to go next. Yeah. Is I'll probably go to Dooku since I guess that one comes out first. Or yeah, that, that, is, yeah. is is first in, in the timeline. So maybe that's where I'll go. But um, I do know one thing that as and I want to do is we want to start doing some like top tens. Um we want. I want to know where you guys rank these movies. I don't think you and I have done. I've kind of did it on Twitter, but now that it's like I've had time to digest Rise of Skywalker and see everything, mm-hmm. um, possibly come out with our uh, our ranking of these uh, yeah. of the of the movies. Let us know what you where you guys kind of stand on 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 the whole on the whole list. You could just send us your list, uh, or you can ex- explain it further if you want. Um, but I think, hey man, is it is it is it time to to rank the movies, yeah, just for fun. I think I, the, like, that's I have not done that. Mm-hmm. People have actually been asking yeah. me what are my ranking. I'm like I I haven't done it. Um, yeah, and, and I I, ha- I myself am just somebody where I I have two. I have my favorites, and then what I think is best. And those are two very different lists because I know some of the movies that are my favorites people have towards the bottom of what they think is like the best. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, we could so- send us either send us your favorites. Uh, or send us what you think is best, or if that's if what you think is best is also your favorites, then that's fine yeah, too. But that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I want yeah. I would I would love to see where people rank the Rise too. of Skywalker compared to compared to the other movies. If if we get two to three, four or five list or whatever, we will we will definitely go through uh, your guys' list and we'll we'll kind of uh, you know come come up with each of us. We'll, we'll share our own and then we'll go over some of yours. I think that would be that'd be kind of fun. Just rank. We'll start with that. Let's just rank the movie because we have other rankings mm-hmm. that we want to do too. Um, mm-hmm. Characters, weapons, vehicles—the whole thing. So, absolutely, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, send us, send us, send us your rankings, and then we'll, we'll, we'll come up with our rankings as well. Yeah. And one more thing I want to mention here. So, over on, I just put up something really kind of funny today. Um, it's, uh, yes. it's called, it's called Council of Elders, and I just, it just literally was on my, my screen here. I clicked a different tab, and this popped right up. So I was like, oh yeah, don't forget to do that. Um, it's our Ewok season one episode one commentary. And holy cow, guys! I mean, it's it's it, it, this one is free. It's on Patreon. Um, you can just go check it out and listen to it. It's, a, it's an actual video, so you can you can actually see the season. And then underneath, we have our audio commentary, uh, followed by a short little um, audio podcast there, just at the end, which is kind of hysterical. Um, so we're gonna be rewatching uh, Ewoks just for fun, and maybe droids down the line. We'll see. Uh, so that's that's there. And also, I would say, you know. Um, we may be kind of uh, things maybe changing a little bit here this new year, just with projects and and posting and scheduling and stuff. So if anybody does want to maybe join me in reading Dawn of the Jedi um, or this you know this this book, and we could probably do some stuff you know on our Patreon series or whatever and host a little book club there. If you guys wanted to you know maybe hang out in hyperspace and get together and have uh, a couple people, um, you know first and foremost our patrons are more than welcome to do that with us and. Yeah, it'd just be kind of kind of neat to get together once a month or, you know, bi-monthly or something and go over this this book and start back at the beginning of the timeline and really work our way through it. 
That would be a legends. That would be a legends walkthrough. But it would be if you're interested. I think uh, I'm willing to do that because I'm now looking at my my audible credits and I'm like, let's get this. Let's uh, yeah, let's actually absolutely get Dawn of the Jedi. So yeah, absolutely. So all right, guys. Well, uh, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we'll continue to discuss your transmissions. So be sure to send us your thoughts, theories, origin stories, or any of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.